0: listening to I feel for you and this is episode 86 I'm Dion a writer VR and installation artist yoga somatic movement and embodiment facilitator DJ creative coach and mentor amongst other things in short I make things and share events and experiences for the people yes, I'm back on the road this summer, hopefully 2022. Hope to see you there. More on that coming, especially if you're subscribed to my digest. Back to this intro, my crossover projects intertwine non-snooty creativity and care for self and for community with dollops of joy. I still don't know how I feel about the word dollops, but I like writing it. So here we are. This podcast is an audio tender meadow of curiosities and explorations of ways to create space, feel more free, and remember who the hell you are. <laughs> so expect tenderness, of course, creative practices, ideas, inspiration, tools, and resources for the journey. And in today's episode, if you make it to the end, apologies in advance for the Celine Dion interlude. It's it's all, it's happening. You know, it stayed in the edit here we are this is <laughs> episode 86 we're just letting it all hang out and it's okay we're friends right or maybe not we're just you know getting to know each other um consensually always very important okay sh- should we get on with the show because this is this is one that's close to my heart How can we make wellness and self-care less snooty? Ethel, my alter ego, still has a few ideas. Welcome, brilliant being. I hope you're holding tight or loose or somewhere in between with ease. I wanted to offer you a space to land today, which I hope might be useful at this time. As always, I love to hear from you, how you're doing and what you'd like to hear in this landscape. I really appreciate you being here and Always feel free to reach out and get in touch. Find me at the show notes, I feel for you And this is episode 86. Take care of you. Can we talk about the phrase self care for a little bit? And wellness too, and all that stuff. Many of you know I'm always thinking and talking about how resistant I often feel being near those words. Do you relate? At times, these words feel deeply uncomfortable to use in a sentence and associate myself with. Yet, I'm struggling with language to talk about what it is I'm doing in the world. I forever find it challenging to answer questions, asking me to define my work via easily understandable categories. Self-care is one of those expressions I've often used over the years. I don't know, it feels less dogmatic than a lot of terminology, But it's also felt awkward in moments, clumsy, or it's ruffled some internal feathers in me, if that makes sense. In the same way my relationship to the word yoga has since first embarking on my journey. And if you're interested in that story time, head to the show notes where I'm offering you a story time from the year 2000, which is technically the late 90s, but I digress. Head over there if you're interested. I'm still not sure how to define what it is I do. It doesn't get any easier as time goes by. In fact, I think it gets even more difficult. I am resistant to restrictive labels, for I believe we are limitless beings. I also recognise the neurosis our society has in needing to define things via limited categories. And my own resistance to that felt on a cellular level. And they do that in order to make sense of what something is or isn't. I get it. But, and because we can hold two things at once, honouring that language is an ever-evolving thing. What starts out with the best intentions can mutate into something that creates barriers and distance when it comes to being commodified and popularised. There's nothing wrong with something being popular, I'm all for more people exploring ways to feel better, and I'm a big encourager of us all feeling free and hopefully more empowered to do so. I have a problem when someone, particularly someone with a lust for power, weaponizes it in a way to manipulate people. You know, like making bombastic claims that aren't true for everybody, which excludes giant portions of humanity, and worse makes them feel shit about being who they are and how they want to live their life. It's age-old, of course. Power, control and hierarchy rule out. Because that makes more money, doesn't it? Pretending you've got the answers when actually you don't have a clue is one hell of a drug. And we see it playing out like a moody CD. Faking it works, and arguably some would much prefer the quick fix and to be told... This is the answer, rather than being offered tools to explore their own much more powerful truth, right? And I'm not coming for anyone in particular, for the stuff that gets in the way of liberation is part of bigger obstacles, systems and barriers that reinforce mindsets with the pressure to have it right. I'm using quotation marks there. Am I going on a tangent here? Do I talk about this too much? Cue a pause to chew over some old Instagram stories from 2018, and I'll read them to you. I spent a lot of time wondering, why are so many afraid to not have the answers? Perhaps that's why some folks are dismissive of my work. They want to be told to hear the correct way of being, but I've never been interested in that. When we open up to not knowing, we get an opportunity to expand beyond our limited perception, to challenge ourselves and hopefully grow, get curious, explore and experiment and maybe fail, maybe trip, but grow all the same. I'm interested in asking questions, not knowing the answers. What about you? And this is especially in the world of wellness. Again, I'm using air quotes specifically Western approaches to wellness, skies. I think I was reading um, Children of Blood and Bone around that time, by the way, (laughs) hence my expression. I'm talking about, air quotes, alternative therapies and medicines and basically everything that's been co-opted from Indigenous people. I know I've been sipping this tea for years, but sometimes I'm baffled beyond. Anyway, that's really a whole world of a topic, but just wanted to express some thoughts. And here are some pointers I've added. Don't be afraid to ask questions, to not know the answer to something. Credit, where credit is due. Do your own research in all things and decolonize. Sure, progress and evolution are great. That's a different conversation. This is about power and privilege. That's the end of my flashback to 2018. And a deep sigh for all of that. A deep sigh for the chews that I'm still chewing over. Deep sigh for all the black squares and all of the people (laughs) who have caused me so much harm in this, air quotes, wellness space. The audacity. Let's take one big ass sigh for all of that. Still not over it, my friends. It's okay, I've got receipts. Anyway. So you know I'm not shading people who study and practice and learn and develop their craft and share it with the world as an offering for people to take or leave. I'm on that path, forever will be. I'm curious though about the intention beneath. How is it used? To elevate oneself over others? Or to encourage peeps to make empowering choices that resonate with their knees and feels so that we all rise I care about people feeling better, more at home in themselves, remembering their agency in a world that can often imply we are never enough, and countering unhelpful bias, rejecting limited ideas on what wellness and self-care is and how we should do it. These performative dogmas of care are generally loaded with other bonus extras to wade through, such as enforced barriers to access, be they cost, dominant hierarchies, controlling a one-size-fits-all method, or icky messaging that distances us from our own truths, experience, and felt knowing. As opposed to building relationships with ourselves, developing trust in our body wisdom, however estranged we might feel or might have felt, implementing care into our worlds, however seemingly small or silly. So this practice of taking care of ourselves might ripple outward, extending into our communities and the wider world. Self-care as community care. Having accessible tools to take care of ourselves in ways that feel good, which are inclusive and non-snooty, Dismantling ideas that in order to be well, you need to give up stuff you love and punish yourself. Rejecting the notion that taking care of yourself needs you to sacrifice precious time that you don't have. And instead, inviting the idea of taking care of yourself feeling like an enhancement. Offering you more energy to dedicate to the stuff you want to do. Doing nothing counts here, my friends. How to do nothing with vim. And ideas for doing nothing might include resting your bones, inviting softness in whatever way feels good for you, eating a burger, because that's what feels delicious right now, watching a marathon of an excellent series. And I recommend Abbott Elementary, by the way, amongst other things, and I've shared a link to you of a shared document of films and things to watch for self-care, which is collaborative, baby. So feel welcome to add your own bits and bobs. Head to the show notes, ifeelforyoupodcast.com. This is episode 86. And sitting on a bench to notice your surroundings in that moment. Insert your own ideas that feel resonant here. And again, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you feel like sharing some ideas with me, you'll find the transcript to this podcast via my Substack, which you can find if you head to dion.substack.com. I'll see you over there. So here are some things that I'm not interested in. Learning imposed rules about how to air quotes, behave yourself. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've been told to behave or how I should behave in my lifetime, my friends? I think I could shock a few people, but here we are. That's what you get for being yourself. Anyway, next. I'm not interested in changing who you are in order to be deemed, air quotes, healthy. There's a lot of air quotes in this text. (laughs) I'm also not interested in losing weight or adjusting your diet. Eat whatever the hell you like. And there's a couple of things that I wrote way back in the day that they're always on my mind. I'm a survivor of an eating disorder. And so this is very close to my heart. And yeah, if you're interested in that, head to the show notes, you know where to find them. I'm also not interested in measuring success by how many flipping You can replace that word if you like. Push-ups you can do or how stupidly complicated a posture you can perform. I mean, I'm eye-rolling because this topic makes me a bit enraged. Let's take a breath for nothing. Because I can see how over the years, the messages I've been fighting against for decades seem to be infiltrating at every level wellness is cool apparently and you don't want to get left behind by not participating in some way this is sarcasm in case it's not clear (laughs) and seriously i see worrying signs of dangerous messages being perpetuated normalized and often celebrated we have a big issue with this word i hate healthy and its definition and all the phrases and jargon that somehow get lumped along with it into this weird soup like self-care, wellness, yoga, cleansing, vegan, green juice. Do we add cold water bathing here? I know you know what I'm talking about and I don't need to keep going here and I want to say that there's nothing wrong with any of those words but how do we use them? How do we read them? What do we associate with them? And what do we mean and imply? I hope we can examine what lies beneath and create our own deeper relationships to care that aren't tainted by lucrative manipulation and elitist intention. So here are some things I am interested in. Causing less harm. And less barriers to everybody having access to tools that empower them to feel better. And I'm also interested in radically challenging the commodification of being well and considering who gets access to it, who gets to participate, whose indigenous ways of being on the planet are ridiculed, then co-opted and then excluded. This, of course, is a much bigger and wider conversation which has everything to do with capitalism and white supremacy. I am ever conscious of reframing ideas about who is centred. And I'd like to nod to ancestors and elders who have come before, who have lived and demonstrated that there are other ways of being. I'm also grateful for my 42 years of life lived from other vantage points, capital O, and thus not fitting in, those were air quotes, which has offered me a privilege of sorts in this regard. Because I'm not seeking the limited air quotes, centre, which is prescribed by dominant culture. But I'm not immune from having to exist in this world. I've got to eat, I've got to pay rent, I've got to survive. So I'd like to encourage us, myself included, to continue to dream and practice and remember what possibilities there are for us to reframe wellness as required for ourselves and each other. Infinite possibilities, baby I've linked you to that playlist in case you haven't come across it yet. Head to the show notes for that. There are other ways of being that exist outside of the bubbles of popular wellness. Our ancestors taught us. Our knowing reminds us. Our communities offer us a chance to practice. We get to define wellness and what it means to us. I hope we might feel more free to ask questions about how we are in relationship with being well and feel agency to seek out more inclusive, accessible ideas and resources to support us. And so it's time for a practice moment. Insert jingle. That wasn't a good jingle. <laughs> Maybe there's something else, I don't know. Practice moment, my friends. So here I'd like to add an optional extra. Encouragement for you to contemplate what feels interesting to connect with and practice when it comes to your own ideas of wellness and self-care. So here are some offerings for me to you to wet your whistle. Take them or leave them, my friends. Hope they're useful. Invite not knowing, which might look like sitting with something, not needing to fix as a knee-jerk reaction practice ways to befriend the body in non-competitive ways. For example, with aims that center a goal or target, perhaps explore prioritizing sensing and feeling into sensation as a priority. Explore new ways of taking up space in the world with your body, if that's accessible, which might look like heading outside in the morning when you might usually pop around the block later in the day, Or maybe choosing a soft restorative practice as opposed to a no pain, no gain approach. And notice when and how you feel most free and in resonance with something, which could look like noticing what foods feel delicious or what activities are feeling good, particularly ones that might be framed as air quotes bad or air quotes naughty and getting curious about when that shows up. Notice patterns, ideally without nagging judgment or criticism of yourself, rather curiosity. So over to you, my friends. How can we make wellness and self-care less snooty? What do you think? Does the mention of these terms make you feel bored, interested, hopeful, angry? I would love to know. You know how to reach out. And connect head over to the show notes where you can either leave me a comment you can leave me a voice note shout out to everybody who's been leaving me voice notes I deeply appreciate it you can reach out to me via the socials but the main place I'm lurking these days is via my Substack. so head over there if you want to reach out and connect and share some ideas and be in community with people so that we can explore this together you know we can't do this alone got to do it by hearing what we all think and chewing the cud together. All I know is, for me, self-care and wellness have always got to be accessible and inclusive. And like Cheryl Lynn says, real. And there's a video interlude for you if you're interested in the show notes, head over there if you want a disco and or playlist and or further resources and or to get back to me and let me know your thoughts. There's also a little time machine video with some ideas on things that you might want to explore, um, hmm, reading and practices, or maybe just have some prompts or be nosy about things i do which is maybe slightly weird to um find my center to practice presence etc this isn't like a quick fix this is just an offering and as always a conversation so i would love 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 to hear what you think As I said, the show notes are over on ifeelforyoupodcast.com. This is episode 86. Head over to my Substack if you feel like it. It's dion.substack.com. I'm named after Dionne Warwick, not Celine Dion, although I respect both divas equally in this house, uh, apartment. Um, And, you know, Celine Dion is Jamaican. We've claimed her. I mean, I'm not Jamaican, so I can't claim her, but, you know... (laughs) If you have any idea what I'm talking about, like send me an emoji or something, I don't know, or a Celine Dion song. Anyway, what is your favourite Celine Dion song? I was going to say Power of Love, but it's not hers, it's cover, right? Which is okay. Um, it all has, wait, Okay, I have to Google this now because this is just how my brain works, okay? This is, sorry, you're in it with me, friends. Celine, there we go. Oh, it's all coming back to me now, quite literally, I think that might be my favorite. That is an absolute classic. Can we even hear? Are we going to get told off on the internet if I just do a sneaky little. Listen to that. You know, you know, it's going to be epic. (laughs) The drama, seven minutes and 36 seconds. Is this an extended version? What is this? Apparently, this podcast is just like it's like a full intro friends that's like over 30 seconds later yeah a classic it's a bit meatloafy, isn't it does anyone know what i'm talking about no if you've made it this far sorry but also congratulations what do you win um what do you win i don't i've got some old cds i can send you a cd if you fancy it i've got donnell jones records um jodeci if you're into that. Um, anyway, I'm gonna sign off now because this is getting a bit unhinged as ever. But thank you for listening to this podcast and thank you for offering your thoughts and choose because I'm interested. Let's have this conversation. Let's all, ah, uh, let's just, ah, uh, let's, let's get free. <laughs> I'm really resisting singing Janet Jackson right now, but Velvet Rope fans. You feel me? 1997, my musical boyfriend. Over and out, friends. Thanks for listening. Bye. And it's all good and I, that it's all coming back to me.